Now, I can't remember when I first heard the name Pele. All I knew is that even as a young boy who didn't know anything about soccer, really, I, my mom got me season tickets to the Edmonton Drillers back in the late 70s. But I really didn't know much about soccer. I liked to play, but I didn't know much about the World Cup. I didn't know anything about the North American Soccer League. Really, Montreal didn't have a team. But I knew the name Pele for some reason. I think everybody knew the name. There was probably, you know, you know you're famous when everyone knows you by just one name. And there probably wasn't a better example of that than Edison Arantes de Nascimento, uh, known as Pele, of course. Now, the Brazilian legend had been in poor health for quite some time. It was colon cancer uh, that claimed his life. He was 82. Uh, he died in Brazil today. But his stature in soccer and sport in general is hard to overstate after really soaring to stardom in 1958 as a 17-year-old when he helped Brazil win the World Cup in Sweden. He went on to win two more in 1962 and again in 1970. That's still a record. Uh, he would come out of retirement, uh, probably due to some financial issues, but he'd come out of retirement to play in New York with the Cosmos, in the North American Soccer League in the mid-70s, drawing these massive crowds. It was amazing to see the kinds of crowds that he would draw, 70,000, 60,000, 70,000 people to watch him play. Um, this from a kid who didn't wear boots to play soccer until he was 12 for the first time. Uh, in so many ways, he really came to define a sport or rising above it, the standard bearer of what would be called the beautiful game. He was the embodiment of the beautiful game. Here he is speaking, speaking of 75,000 people. He played his final game uh, in 1977 at Giant Stadium in New Jersey uh, when his Brazilian club, Santos, came to visit for an exhibition, and he played one half with his, his team of many years, Santos, from Brazil, and the other half with New York Cosmos. He spoke to the crowd that day. Here's what he had to say. And I want to ask you, because I think, I believe, love is the, uh, the, the more important than what we can take in life. Everything passed. Please say to me, stay with me. Three times. Lord. Lord. And Lord. Thank you very much. Muito obrigado. Oh, the one and only Pele at Giant Stadium back in 1977. Um, there will be 48 hours of national mourning in Brazil. Needless to say, reaction there has been likened to the death of the Queen. Um, all major news channels and web portals immediately switch to wall-to-wall -wall coverage, often black and white headlines. Tributes have been pouring in from the sporting world and beyond. Current Brazilian star Neymar, who wears Pele's number 10, said before Pele, football was just a sport. Pele changed it all. Uh, Francis Kylian Mbappe also uh, and Lionel Messi also expressed their condolences today. Former President Obama said one of the most recognizable athletes in the world. He understood the power of sports to bring people together. Well, to give you an idea, and he's probably, I mean, Wayne Gretzky would probably be the best example in hockey of what Pele's uh, impact was, but on a far greater scale because of the popularity, the, inter the international nature of soccer. He scored 1,283 goals. 
1,283 in 1,367 games. That is a remarkable number of goals. Um, about a third of those were exhibition matches that his team, Santos, would play around the world to raise money. You know, everyone wanted to see him play. And they played one at Varsity Stadium in Toronto in July of 1972. And Pele scored that day on a penalty kick to put his team up 3-2 against the Toronto Metros. Well, in goal that night for Toronto was Dick Howard, who would go on, of course, you may recognize the name, going to have a long career as a broadcaster once he hung up his soccer boots. Um, he would meet Pele many more times over the years as a broadcaster. So not only was he scored by, <laughs> scored against by Pele, he also knew him pretty well. So what better person to talk about the incredible legacy that the one man left behind, both in sports and beyond, uh, than Dick Howard, the Canadian Soccer Hall of Fame inductee, joins me now. Thank you for your time tonight. My pleasure, Ben. You know, we just watched the World Cup. There was a lot of debate raging about the greatest of all time. But when one thinks back to Pele, he seems to stand on the shoulders of everyone else who's ever played uh, the beautiful game. Uh, just how much uh, of a legend was he? Oh, just an amazing legacy. Pele, I think, to my mind, he's one of the greatest athletes there is. And it's a sad day today with his passing. But when we were comparing him, of course, to the World Cups, that's where he made his presence felt because in 1958, he was playing in Sweden as a 17-year-old player. 68, 62, sorry, he went to Chile to win the World Cup in Chile, the Brazilians. In 1966, I saw them and I saw Pele be kicked out of the game, not physically, but not with a red car, but physical treatment and didn't complete the duet that they got the first two World Cups. And then, of course, in 1970, we saw that marvellous final in Mexico, which many people feel was the greatest ever World Cup. So it's made his impression felt on the world stage. And that was my first recognition of the great Pelé was seeing him play in, in Sweden and scoring some great goals and realizing that he was only, you know, three years older than I was. Yeah, I mean, he made such a mark. What was incredible about him was his longevity as well. I mean, one look thinks of athletes now playing into their mid-late 30s, into their early 40s and so on. But back then, I mean, he came out of retirement to come and play in North America. He sort of revolutionized the game in the U.S. as well. Yeah, he, tremendous. He played his club career, of course, all the time with Santos. The, the government of Brazil did not want to release one of their main assets, to play in European or football elsewhere in the world. And, of course, he came to the Cosmos in 1975, and we saw some marvellous games that he played in the North old North American Soccer League. As a footballer, I mean, you were a goalkeeper, so you would have paid a lot of attention to, to the kind of movement that happened in front of you uh, or facing you. What made him so magical? Oh, just he, he could do everything. You know, you talk about attacking players. He could score with volleys, right, left, head overhead kicks, you name it. He just had that tremendous asset and he was such a tremendous athlete to do that. And I encountered that when I first played against and my only time I played against Pelé was 50 years ago, would you believe, in 1972 in Toronto at Varsity Stadium, warm summer evening and Toronto Metros of the old North American Soccer League were playing against Santos from Brazil with number 10 featured in the Brazilian lineup. What was so that, that like? Really, what was that? What was that like to see number ten out there in front of you in the Santos shirt, no less? Yeah, we were leading two nothing at half time. Then we had a player sent off. 
didn't help matters. And Santos came back with four unanswered goals to win the game 4-2. But Pelé scored the third and key goal to put them ahead 3-2. And I tried, I don't know, I'm still thinking to this day why I did it, but I walked from the goal towards... Yeah, it was a penalty, right? Just so everyone understands yeah. it. He didn't like to take, he didn't really like to take penalties, but he took this one against you. I, I came up and shook his hand, wished him good luck. He gave me a look that surprised me. When I'm picking the ball out of the back of the net, he came over and just ruffled my hair as if to say, you know, better luck next time, goalkeeper. <laughs> but uh, it didn't work. I tried to psych him out, but uh, I'm trying to do that with a player who's scoring his, I think his 1100th goal against me. So Yeah, by 1972, I guess you'd had everything tried against him. What was it like to stand in nets and to look up and see the great Pele standing in front of you about to take a spot kick? Bit unnerving. He placed the pick, the pace and the speed of the kick and just inside the, the post. It's a brilliant penalty kick, no chance at all. I don't think I even moved on it. But uh, it is a daunting figure when you, you look at a player of his stature. And he's, of course, by that time, well known throughout the world. And uh, it didn't come off in making the save, but it established contact with Pelé. And from that time over the years, I've Met him many times, and I'm still this friendly Canadian that uh, tried to score against him by faking him out with a shaking of the hands. But it's been great over the years because I've met him, I've interviewed him, I've uh, seen him play, obviously, in all the World Cups with the work I do for the World Cup telecasts. And when I went to do a lot of work with FIFA at the time, the technical committee, Pele was in the football committee, and we often had joint meetings, so I'd have a chance then to touch base with him and found him always so friendly. He's just a fabulous ambassador for the game and has been over the years. So humble. You certainly weren't the only goalkeeper to give up a goal to Pele over the years, right? You joined, you joined an illustrious, illustrious group. And some made great saves, Ben. The England goalkeeper Gordon Banks made what many people feel is the greatest ever save. That was from a Pele header that Banks managed to deflect over the crossbar in the 1970 World Cup. So there was some success from certain goalkeepers, but it certainly wasn't Dick Howard. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, yeah, that's still he did come by. He did come by, and as you said earlier, he he kind of came up to talk to you after you as you're picking the ball out of the net. So he recognized that you would. He didn't just walk away and walk walk back to to start off the game again. He actually came and acknowledged you. Yeah, the, the key thing was that they were at that time. It, the, Scores were tied 2-2 and he wanted to get the ball to get the ball back into play again. I and mean, they did and scored another goal. But uh, it was certainly a, a great experience and good crowd, 20,000 in the Varsity Stadium in Toronto, which is one of the oldest stadiums. Uh, you talked a lot about the kind of man he, he was, was Dick, because you, you'd interviewed him over the years. You have a great story about him in Dundee. Uh, talking at a match where you saw him, and just something about his humility made him made him really a really engaging human being. It was a youth tournament and the sixteen World Championship, FIFA World Championship. Pele was there as a guest of FIFA, and great to bring him in to the scene because people knew him so well, and to have Pele in their presence that was great. And I was running a cup of tea at half time. So I went down to the tea room, and there's Pele talking to the tea ladies. And this was the thing about Pele, because he had such a great smile. He was, he was such a great ambassador for the game. Wherever you went to in the world, 
people recognize the name Pelé and recognize the figure Pelé. You mentioned it earlier with the 20,000 people at Varsity Stadium in Toronto. I was watching his final match uh, when he played half the match with Santos and half the match with Cosmos in New York in 1977, when I think there were 75,000 people at Giant Stadium. Uh, soccer soccer wasn't, a big, wasn't a particularly popular sport in North America at the time, and yet Pelé was able to kind of revolutionize the game, it seemed at least, uh, on this continent. There's a great move by Clive Toy, who was involved with the New York Cosmos at the time, and he was the one that wrote the, the check for Pelé. Some seconds it was a million, who knows, but there was a lot of money to bring him out of semi-retirement to play, and uh, I still remember that first game against, uh, I think it was Dallas. Dallas, Dallas, yeah. And they had to spray areas of the field with green paint because it was quite a rough surface and not the kind of service that the great one we needed to play on. But uh, he came and he played in, in Toronto, he played in Vancouver. So people knew about the North American Soccer League and he was very much a person who made, could one say, popular sport in the 70s. He went through a sport spell and it wasn't too well. But uh, Pelé brought a lot of people into the stadia and, of course, with the New York Cosmos and Beckenbauer and company, there were many great players that then eventually came to play in North America. When you look at his legacy, I mean, I, I don't remember him. I was young when he retired. I, I mean, the name, you never could you could never avoid the name. Um, but when you look back at the impact he had, one can only imagine that he really made soccer an international sport, the beautiful game, as he coined it. But he was so responsible for for internationalizing and popularizing the sport as we now know it. The, the global game, and no better exponent of that than Pelé. With Santos, of course, they went on many tours throughout the world and very profitable ones because the calling card of having the number 10 Pelé with the team made good proposition to go and watch the team play and as I say Santos very much travelled the world and Pele was the one that played the most games and they say averaging nearly a, a goal a game I made a note 1,363 games he scored 1,281 goals Remarkable When you look at it today when you look at the amount of money that footballers make now and look back at, at Pele back then although he you know he was paid well to go to New York um but you mentioned it earlier. There was something about his humility. He, he, he would be a good template for the stars of today in some way. That's a great word to use and great adjective, Ben, because he was such a great ambassador. There was no ego involved with Pelé. I remember once I was at a game in London, walking to this press centre on Wembley, which is the main stadium in London, and Pelé was walking up some steps to the side of me, and I shouted out, Pelé, came back, gave a hug. Always very tactile, always made people feel at home, and he was just so so good. We had several events in Toronto over the years promoting the World Cup and uh, the sponsors involved. We're delighted because Pelé would come into a room and uh, everybody was just in awe of being in the presence of the Great One. I was almost in tears today when I heard the news. He's been coming, of course, he's suffered through illnesses in recent years, but still when it happened, you still really hadn't by saddened by the whole spirit. 
Dick Howard, thank you so much for sharing all your memories of Pele tonight. My pleasure, Ben. Thank you.